Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Krause's Corner. It is so good to have you here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, my name is Dirk Kraus. I am your host today. Uh, and as always, we are sponsored by Piano and Guitar Institute. Check them out on all the social platforms and you can find them online at www.pianoandguitarinstitute.com. All right, last week we mentioned a whole bunch of bands and artists and songwriters that all came out of the 60s. And we were talking about the counterculture of the hippies. And we're going to be in the 60s here for a little while because it was so important. Ah, without the music that was being created in the in the 60s, I'm not sure I'm not sure where music would be today without all of the different genres that stemmed from everything that happened in the 60s. There were so there was so much social unrest in the late 60s um, with the Vietnam War. Uh, the the like I talked about last week, the kids had all of this uh, extra time on their hands. The the Everybody was doing pretty well financially, so they had had things to, to say and had ways to say it. But now, if you think about it, all of those bands that we've mentioned, do they really fit in the same sentence? Well, <laughs> on the one hand, they do because so many of them played at... Um, a little little party that was held there in upstate New York. Uh, maybe you've read about it. Maybe you've heard about it called Woodstock. Yeah, so many of those bands played at that get together. And we will discuss that one next week. But for now, let's think about so many different types, so many different genres of music that came from the 60s. Now, these are just titles and obviously we all have our own opinions and there's only so many ways to slice an onion right but think about it you've got groups like bob dylan joan baez and the animals i think for the most part you can put those bands kind of in the same group calling that folk rock the animals had that tune you know house of the rising sun Bob Dylan had over 600 songs, won the Nobel Prize for literature. I mean, the dude can write. Um, one of my favorites, and it was a protest song, was Masters of War. Joan Baez. How about The Night They Drove Dixie Down? Right? It was a great song. Um, so there's folk rock for you. Okay, and there's obviously lots more, but those are kind of the bands that I think are at the forefront of what I would consider folk rock. And then, of course, there was another uh, type of rock called psychedelic rock. Now, where do you think that came from? <laughs> right? Exactly. So psychedelic rock was uh, a term given to the music that was created when these artists had just done some LSD. Um, all the hallucinations and whatnot um, 
it's it's some pretty fantastic music um the 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 bands that kind of got it started um in texas there was a band called 13th floor elevators and in new york city there was the holy modal rounders and they are those two bands are credited with getting this psychedelic rock started but i think i've got some better examples think jefferson airplane and a song called surrealistic pillow if you've never heard that song you need to go listen to it it will blow your mind and no you don't have to be high to listen to it just put on your headphones and listen to surrealistic pillow by jefferson airplane it is amazing another one that <laughs> it just really makes you wonder what was going on at the time is uh strange days by the doors definitely if you have never heard those two songs you owe it to yourself to just give them a quick listen to and imagine what the composers and songwriters had done um chemically to their bodies before they wrote those songs because they are they're fantastic um all right, we got more more little genres here. Think about Southern California. If I mention Southern California and surf rock, whoa, yeah, the Beach Boys. They started in the 60s as well. Um, before the Beach Boys, though, there was this cat by the name of Dwayne Eddy, and he had a song called Movin' and Groovin', and that is really what laid the groundwork for uh, what became known as surf rock. Now, one of the big characteristics of surf rock was that it was a lot of instrumental stuff. It's not doesn't mean that text wasn't part of the of the song, but it was a lot of instrumental with a lot of reverb. And remember, distortion doesn't really come around till late 60s, uh, early 70s. Uh, so the reverb was just a big, big part of surf rock. Southern California Beach Boys, just about anything uh, the Beach Boys did. You obviously can think, I mean, you say surf rock and you just you instantly go to the Beach Boys, right? All right. Now, one of my all time favorites, and now this is the early 60s, is garage rock right garage rock now if you if you grew up or if you are out there and you're playing in your own rock and roll band in mom and dad's garage or when you were a kid if you were in the garage playing you kind of know the 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 vibe that garage rock kind of uh is given out right um it was primarily in north america and it was the text of the songs were always about high school trauma right you know two guys one love one girl and you know they're gonna fight that sort of thing um it was a lot more aggressive sounding with the lyrics uh, as opposed to surf rock surf rock was was sunshine and sandals garage rock was more angst filled um paul revere and the raiders um had a song called hungry it is just awesome. Uh, I, I strongly encourage you to go listen to Paul Revere and the Raiders, and the song is called Hungry, and that is going to be a quintessential example of garage rock. Another uh, offshoot here uh, in the 60s 
is blues rock. Now, blues rock isn't all that different from garage rock when you think about it, because garage rock does just primarily use the one, four, and the five, seven chord. Blues rock just primarily uses the one, four, and the five, seven chord. The big difference between garage rock and blues rock is simply the the solo, the, the melodic contour. Um, blues rock really hit that blues scale hard. Um, and they, they did a lot of one sevens and four sevens where garage rock did a lot of one chords and four chords. They didn't throw that seven in until the five chord. Um, and then the blues rock, think Janis Joplin, okay? Um, yeah, she's from Texas, the blues. It's just, it's just, oh my gosh, Janis Joplin. There's your blues rock right there. If you listen to her vocal lines, they are just amazing. And then also in the late 60s, you have yet another kind of offshoot of this heavier uh, surf rock, garage rock, blues rock, which morphed then into Southern rock. Um, and yeah, you guys have all heard of a little band by the name of Leonard Skinner. Uh-huh. Uh, the Allman Brothers. And then later uh, in the mid-70s, ZZ Top. There's kind of your quintessential Southern rock. Uh, and they all got their start somewhere in the uh, mid-60s. We also have from the 60s um, Roots Rock. Now, Roots Rock... Um, Roots Rock is kind of, if you ask me, Roots Rock is basically garage rock, um, but some people like to differentiate. I look at it, Roots Rock, I, I feel like it's just, it's a, it's a more simplistic version of garage rock. Roots Rock doesn't even really necessarily use a five, seven, it's just one, four, and five. Um, the, the, the best example I could really come up with for Roots Rock, and I'm not sure that you wouldn't classify these guys as garage rock, is CCR, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Um, yeah, Roots Rock is definitely very, very closely tied to garage rock. Um, and then finally, I've got a couple more and all of these offshoots, all of these genres started in the 60s, okay? You've got uh, a band by the name of Procol Harum and their song, A Whiter Shade of Pale. Progressive rock. Yes, progressive rock started in the 60s. We have progressive rock today in the 21st century. It started in the 60s. Procol Harum was one of the beginning uh, founding uh, bands that really went um, kind of off off the beaten path and came up with progressive rock. Now we have two more um, up in Detroit. They were um, coming together as a, as a group um, and bands, they joined and they, they, they uh, made a record label and had a sound called Motown, right? Yeah, you've heard of that. Maybe a, a guy by the name of James Brown, Aretha Franklin. Yeah, I think you've heard of them, right? Um, just absolutely an amazing amazing genre of music and i i don't know the exact stats but if you look at motown tunes i would say 70 percent of motown songs have later been covered by other bands in other genres everybody wants to be able to play those great tunes uh from the motown era uh, and then lastly, but not leastly, 
also kind of getting its start in the 60s is country music. You got it. Obviously, country goes back a little bit further than that, but the two artists that I want to talk about or just mention, Johnny Cash and Dolly Parton. Yeah, we think of those two as um, just kind of the, the big, the Mac Daddies of them all, the Man in Black and Dolly. Um, really talk about this, the ultimate in songwriting talent. So the point of the story is we have all of these bands, all of these songwriters just chilling and having a blast, but man alive, did they go in all sorts of separate ways to really start this tentacled uh, idea that everybody has their own opinions, their own styles, their own genre. So try to imagine for a minute, if you will, if we did not have all of these different ideas being expressed, take out just one of them, take out just Procol Harum, and where would progressive rock be today? Take out Leonard Skinner, where's Southern rock? Take out CCR, where is garage rock or roots rock? That will keep you thinking. Thanks so much for joining me. Have a great week.